I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Friday. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match. It is week eight. This is an all star lineup. This is an all star lineup. We have Greg Peterson over there at VSIN. We have Krabs over there at Book It With Sports. And we have Colby here at Just Baseball. And we have me. I'm coming off a three in one day. I mean, I'm, sure. I'd like to say I'm batting cleanup here. I'm not the three hitter, I'm not batting leadoff but I'm the guy to hit the grand slam. And I think that's fair, but we have an all-star lineup. Like I said, and again, I love the board. Absolutely love the board. These are going to be a lot of gross picks though. You're going to hate them when you hear them, but when you check your bank account on Monday morning, you're going to love them. Greg new to the show. Welcome my friend. How are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely terrific. We had the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night football. So feeling good on that front. And well, baseball is finally back after a hundred million billion days off. I didn't understand that, but what I do understand is that we've got an all-star panel here, and I'm happy to be aboard. Let's go, Krabs. You and I were on the Bucks. Uh, not ideal. Still no. felt like it was a good side as a dog, and then with all that line movement, just they got us. They got us, Krabs. Yeah, they got us. They had us right where they wanted us. It is what it is. You charge it to the game. You move on. Uh, Tom Brady looks like he's got some bigger things going on than that football game on Sunday. So maybe he's a little bit distracted. Yeah. We lost a couple bucks on the bucks. Tom Brady is out of America. So <laughs> Tom Brady no lost, offense. lost a wife, a wife and a family. So. No offense. I'll, I, think, I'll, I think we'll be okay. I'll, I'll take my one loss. <laughs> Colby is coming off just some heaters on not gambling advice, but I have beef with Colby because I would have been three and oh, if he didn't make me squad ride the Jags. And now I've banned betting against or on New York football. And Colby, that's your fault. How are you in the sunglasses? I'm still going to be fading New York football. But happy <laughs> Halloween, everybody. Cheers to Halloween weekend. Um, I got to show up in some some fun glasses for you. But yeah, you're right, Pete. We, we came with some peer pressure. And don't let people peer pressure you. But sometimes peer pressure leads to winners. So, <laughs> so sometimes get peer pressured. For all those watching on YouTube... Uh, no, this is not my real skin color. I am not this red. This is a new webcam, but we're rolling with it. I'm going to pretend that I am this tan. Gentlemen, week eight. What we're going to do is we're going to go around the board. Everyone is going to give their best bet. Normally, we really dive into each game, but we have four guys. We're going to have plenty of picks. So instead of diving in, if you agree, just say you tail. And if you are against, then is when you should speak up. Greg, I want to start with you, our new guy. What's your favorite NFL best bet on Sunday? We're going to go with a side that I'm sure has a lot of people feeling a lot of different ways. I'm going Seahawks minus three. Well, technically, I like the Ravens on Thursday Night Football, but it's a little bit late to give that up. But with the Seahawks laying three, you take a look at the New York Giants, and we need to give them credit for going six and one. No fans are but spotted. Brian Dable, he should be coach of the year right now. But you look at the advanced numbers and the yards per play for the Giants, it's in the bottom 10 in the NFL. They have been very blessed late in games, being able to get a lot of good turnovers, get a lot of good breaks. And you don't want to knock a team for that. 
We all remember Providence in college basketball. Everyone was saying, oh, this team is getting so lucky and everything like that. And I do think that good coaching has something to do with it. Ed Cooley, he was a terrific coach at Providence. Ryan Dibble, he's a terrific coach with the Giants. But Geno Smith, I think, is going to do a solid job against a defense that is dealing with some injuries along that front. So that is something to keep in mind. And Daniel Jones just really doesn't move the ball vertically. And where you really want to hurt the Seattle Seahawks defense is via the air. And with the New York Giants, they really don't have a lot of receivers to take the top off of defense. When you're dealing with guys like Darius Slayton Company, I think that that's tough. And on top of that, that home field advantage, the 12th man, one of the best in the NFL. So I am on the Seahawks lane three. Greg, I wish I could take it. Makes all the sense in the world, but I can't bet against New York football or on New York football. So I will have to pass, but that doesn't mean that I don't like your reasoning. What I will also say is by PFF, the worst graded team in the NFL is the six and one New York Giants. This is the luckiest team in football. Crabs, Colby, would you tail or would you fade for any particular reason? Thank God that Greg gave it because I wanted to give this pick so, so bad. I don't have it as one of my three, but I'm just so glad that you gave it. So I don't have to. I'm going to be tailing. <laughs> there we it's go. not on my board officially. I'm tailing with you, Greg. I love it. Crabs? Uh, it's going to hit. I'm going to be on it as well. I'm very upset that you brought up Providence. I have PTSD. That team costs <laughs> me thousands. I hate them. Luckiest team ever. They suck. Uh, but yes, full circle. Seahawks minus three. Go ahead and lock that one in. Love it. Krabs, you love the Seahawks. What is your favorite NFL best bet of the weekend? Favorite play, gun to my head, only one, get out of a hole, POD. Give me the Arizona Cardinals, plus three and a half. I don't know why we're acting like Kyler Murray is going to be playing Call of Duty during the games. Uh, do you think this guy's an idiot? Or is he a multimillionaire young kid who likes playing video games, but he's probably going to put the controller down when everyone's chirping him for it, and he's going to go out there on the field when no one's betting on him or believes in him? Uh, and everyone's doubting them and talking shit, and he's going to go out there and absolutely shove it right down their fucking throats. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals are a team that nobody wants to bet on. I haven't heard anyone talk about them or take them, uh, and they're getting three and a half points here against the five and one Vikings. Uh, I would have probably put the spread at Vikings minus five with how terrible Arizona's looked, five and a half, and the fact that they're only getting three or three and a half right now tells me that this line is baked. Uh, all the public, all the squares are going to be all over the Vikes. Give me the Cardinals plus three and a half. Nobody has the balls to take them, but I will. Give me Kyler Murray. I don't give a fuck if Modern Warfare dropped this weekend. He's a professional quarterback, and he's going to look like it this weekend. They might win outright. So a couple things in that game. First, they are a completely different team with DeAndre Hopkins. Completely different and much better. Um, I, I don't know the exact record. Maybe, Greg, you know because you're nodding your head. Um, I know they're way over 500 with DeAndre Hopkins and they're way under 500 without DeAndre Hopkins. And he went for 10 for 103 yards in his last game. The Cardinals did look better, but I just think they suck crabs. And maybe that's a good thing for this bet, but I actually think they are just a terrible football team. And I know that Cliff Kingsbury, once we get into November is terrible. I mean, terrible. The end of October, terrible. I, I almost feel like this is a sharp trap. You have the Minnesota Vikings who, if you're ever going to take the Minnesota Vikings, take them against a shit team at 1 p.m. at home. Like, this is a bet where I'm not going to be on the Vikings, but there's no way I can be on the Cardinals knowing how bad they are. Greg, would you tailor fade? I'm with you on this one, Peter. It's just a case where I can't take the Cardinals. I will say, you bring up DeAndre Hopkins. I don't have the exact record, but Kyler Murray's 
quarterback rating, it goes up 20 points when he does have DeAndre Hopkins. So if you're looking for something in this game, I would more or less look at the over because this is an Arizona Cardinals defense that we saw them against the New Orleans Saints. That was not terrific. And the offense, it's been able to do quite a few good things. So if anything, I would rather have the over in this game rather than either of these two sides. Colby? I mean, go ahead, Colby. Yeah, the only thing I'm going to add to this is, um, Krabs, you said that that not many people are on this one. Um, 56% of bets are on this one on VSIN, but 81% of the handle on Action Network, 88% of the handle is on the Cardinals. So they're getting a lot of love from everyone, um, which scares me. I, I can't bet on the Cardinals. I, I refuse. Krabs, sell us. Uh, Peter, can you name a single uh, DB or anyone in the secondary on the Vikings defense? Or honestly, anyone just on the Vikings defense in general? Can you tell me a single name? Can't. Not right now. Uh, can't. Kyler Murray is going to absolutely destroy this this absolutely pitiful Vikings defense. It's non-existent. Greg, you're right. This game probably will soar over, and it's going to soar over uh, by D-Hop and Kyler Murray scoring twice. Uh, and he's going to look like a completely different player out there. Yes, Colby, there are some large bets coming in on the Cardinals early right now. It's only Friday. It's not even the weekend yet. Remember, the squares, the dumb bettors, the losers, they get their bets in on game deck. And those are all going to be on the Vikings with you and Kirk Cousins. So good luck with that. I'll be on Kyler Murray, and I'll be playing Call of Duty with him at a party, counting my guap after the Cardinals went outright on Sunday. All right? I'll be rooting for you. I got to say, sure. I love your confidence, Krabs. Colby, you look pretty confident right now. What's your favorite bet of the weekend? I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. I've come to this show three times with the Patriots this year. That's been three winners this year. When I picked the Patriots, they win. They do. I'm going back to them again. This is such a good spot for the Patriots, a system spot. They get the Jets. They get Zach Wilson. And let's just forget about this performance that they had against the Bears. 33-14 to 14 loss. That might have been the worst Patriots loss I've ever seen in my lifetime. I don't know about you guys. That's That's one of the worst football games I've ever seen, right? But it's clear that Belichick can't win against quarterbacks that escape the pocket. What does Zach Wilson do? He does not escape the pocket well. When he gets outside of the pocket, he's like a deer in the headlights. He's seeing ghosts. He doesn't know what he's seeing. And so a friend of the show, actually, Theo Ash, he had a great thread today breaking down all of the throws that Zach Wilson made in their game against the Broncos. Terrible reads. Terrible. Terrible throws. Just no reads at all. The guy looks lost as a quarterback right now. And what the the Patriots do so well is what the Broncos do so well. They get to the quarterback. Matthew Judon is going to be all over Zach Wilson in this game. The Patriots have one of the the fifth highest sack percentage in the league. I think they're just going to be all over Zach Wilson all day. And I didn't talk about the Jets defense. The Jets defense has been really good this year. They've stopped the run. The Patriots have not been able to run the ball well. But I think the Patriots can score enough points to clear minus two and a half. And I also like the money line at minus at minus 135. So I'm taking one unit on minus two and a half. I'm taking one unit on minus 135. Zach Wilson is going to be crying to his mama, whether that's actual his actual mama or, you know, his MILF at home, whatever (laughs) it is. I love it, Colby. Again. You won't see me on or against New York football for the time being. What I will say is Bill Belichick, 12-0 and 0 in his last 12 meetings against the New York Jets. He owns them, which almost makes me think the Jets could still win here based on that. I don't know where I'm at. I'm not going to touch it. Krabs, where are you at? 
Yeah, you, you mentioned a sharp trap earlier with the Cardinals. I think if there is a sharp trap on the board, it's going to be Tom Brady and the Patriots here laying two and a half against a team that they never lost to. Uh, Tom Brady, you mean the, uh, Mac Jones, who's like Mac basically Jones. Tom Brady at this point? <laughs> yeah, honestly, who would you rather have less at this point? That's on me, my fault. Um, <laughs> listen, you take off the logos and you take off the names on these players' uniforms and jerseys. You stack up the teams next to each other. You look at them. The Jets are better, plain and simple. But the Jets don't have Bill, uh, so that makes me lean Patriots. But this one could very well be a sharp trap, too. Uh, I do lean the Pats with you, though, Colby. I might be on them. Haven't decided yet. I need to see what all the squares, all the gumps are on this weekend <laughs> first uh, and see them all take the Jets first. But I could I could write, uh, very well be there with you, uh, but I need to see what all the bots are on first. Yeah. Okay. Greg, what do you, you get into it? No, yeah, sure. I, I have, I have, I want to hear what Greg has to say because I, what am, I'm not betting on the Jets or Patriots or the Seahawks Giants. I'm not doing it. I will Soft. not allow myself to do it. There are Soft. so many other great football games. I don't even want to get involved. I don't want totals. I don't want nothing. Greg, what do you think? I'm going to take the Jets here just because I have absolutely no idea what the Patriots are doing with this quarterback situation. It was Mac Jones for three drives, and then they went to Bailey Zappi. Who says they don't do the same stupid thing this week, and who knows how healthy Mac Jones is at this point? The big trepidation that you do have is obviously losing Brees Hall. That is massive for the Jets. They bring in James Robinson, though. I really liked what he showed at Jacksonville, Now I think it's going to be a little bit less of a workload. We saw Christian McCaffrey last week after he got traded, about eight carries, 30-some-odd yards. I sort of expect the same thing from James Robinson, but I do think that this Jets defense is going to be solid, and it sounds very simple, but I can't trust in a team that just gave up 33 points to Chicago Bears at home. That was just absolutely deplorable for the Jets. This is a big get-right spot. You mentioned it, Peter. They have lost their last 12 against the New England Patriots. I think that they get the monkey off their back. I think that they win this game all right. I'd be taking a look at the Jets on the money line. I don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole, but what I am going to touch in my favorite bet of the weekend, I love this one. The Cowboys by 70. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus 9.5, minus 10. I don't care. I got it at minus nine and a half. I bet it again at minus 10. They are going to crush. I'm going to take you back to Monday Night Football, the same exact game that Greg was talking about. I was on the Bears against the Patriots. Love that bet. Perfect spot there for the Bears, in my opinion. I even asked Colby, I'm like, you're always on the Patriots. Why weren't you on them this week? And he said, you know what? You're right. I bet on the Bears. I love the Bears. And as soon as they won that game, they crushed them. I was like, perfect. Keep scoring because I'm just going to fade you next week this is a perfect buy low spot on a Cowboys who I don't think a lot of teams have recognized that the Cowboys might be a top five team in the NFL I would put them up there with the Eagles I would put them up there with the Bills and the Chiefs I really do think that they're that good especially in Dak's second game another reason what Justin Fields likes to do is he likes to run around he likes to hold the football for what seems like an hour you cannot do that against the Cowboys defensive line, and you surely cannot do that against Micah Parsons, who trains with Justin Fields in the offseason, knows how he plays. You're going to put a spy on Justin Fields, and you're going to rush the quarterback. Micah Parsons is faster than Justin Fields. will be able to track him down. This is a perfect spot for the Cowboys to prove to the world why they are one of the best teams in the NFL. I might even take an alt line because I think they win this game by 21. I actually do think they had kind of a down game against the Lions, even though they won 24 to six. 
That's the point. They had a down game and won 24 to six, covered an 18 point spread. This Cowboys team is elite. This Bears team is one of the worst in football. This is a get right spot for the Cowboys. This is a get wrong spot for the Bears. I couldn't love the Cowboys more. Is anyone against me? Because I am looking for a reason not to put my house on it. Greg? Yeah, I cannot talk you out of this one. The Chicago Bears with Justin Fields and company. You love the fight that they're able to show. I can't back them in this spot. They have perhaps the only wide receiver core that is worse than the New York Giants at this point. And if you're looking for any sort of excitement, I think that Khalil Herbert could go over his rushing prop for the Chicago Bears. He's been solid. That's about the only nice thing I have to say about the Chicago Bears. Now that Dak Prescott has a game under his belt, because much like with starting pitchers, I like to fade quarterbacks in their first game back. Now that he's been able to get a lather, they were able to get that win against the Detroit Lions. I think they'll win this game by multiple scores. So I'm with you. I also want to give you guys one more trend, and I've used it on this podcast before. Teams who are an underdog of six or more and win outright, then are an underdog of six or more, are below 40% against the spread in that next game. This is not only a system play. This is a, the Cowboys are way better than the Bears play. Krabs, what do you think? Uh, unfortunately, I think you're right. Fuck the Cowboys and Jerry <laughs> Jones, but they were all this weekend. Uh, great, great point about Khalil Herbert, though. Uh, he's a hokey. He was there when I was there. Never saw that guy drink a beer one time. Wow. Always in the lab. Always grinding. He's legit. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see the Bears trade David Montgomery or have Khalil Herbert traded at one point. So I wanted to throw that in there too. He should be a starting running back in the NFL. Yep, he, he should, should be. He's. I think yep. he's as good or better than David Montgomery, who I do think is a good running back. And he is one of my favorite props that mm. we'll get to at the end of this episode. Colby, any thoughts on Cowboys-Bears? You know what I love about the Cowboys finally is they don't have to waste time giving carries to Ezekiel Elliott. They can finally just give the ball to the best running back in the room, Tony Pollard, and let him cook. But I think Dak is just going to have to make simple throws in this game, and they're going to trust the run the run game. And and I think you're right, Pete. I think you're right. The game's over. Greg, next favorite pick. We're going to go with the Green Bay Packers catching 11 in a lot of spots. I'm seeing this go down to 10 and a half. I like it at 10 and a half as well, pretty much a 10 or more. I'm going to be on the Green Bay Packers and – I am someone from the great state of Wisconsin, but I have faded them each of the last three weeks. It has been very profitable. They lose outright to the Jets. They lose outright to the Giants. They lose outright to the stinky commanders as well. But this is the spot where you want to be backing the Green Bay Packers, a little bit banged up along that offensive line. But the defense, it has been relatively respectable. With the Bills, they are ironically a little bit of an all-or-nothing team. They either win by double figures or they lose outright. So that is a trepidation that you do have with this. But I do think that Aaron Rodgers is going to do a nice job of being able to just not create bad plays. By that, I mean, even though the Green Bay Packers have had all their issues this year, they really haven't turned the ball over a whole heck of a lot. I do think that the defense is going to be able to bear down. And the one issue that I've got with the Bills, who I think are the best team in the NFL, and I think that it's by a pretty good margin, they don't seem to utilize the ground game enough. I I would like to see them utilize Singletary a little bit more. It feels like they get a tad bit one-dimensional, and this is a Packers secondary that I think is going to be able to hold up against Josh Allen. I think that they're going to do a solid job of being able to get good containment on these wide receivers. I think that the Packers hanging in there with their defense. I'm taking them at 11. Would advise it at 10 and a half as well. Uh, I agree with you. I think your first point ranks true, and that's why I can't touch a side is because the Bills either win by 100 or lose. 
I so I'm leaning towards the under. You know, we have great systems here that you know with favorites of ten or more, you just take the under and you go to bed. And it's a Sunday night game. It's Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen. I feel like everybody and their mother is going to be on this over when it's all said and done. I mean, I know early money is on the under, which I'm not sure what to think. I'm not sure if that if the under is almost too obvious in a way, if that makes sense, where it's like the over is a bad play, so take the under and then the under and then the over is actually the good play. I'm not sure how to attack this game yet, but I can't take a side. I definitely lean on the under. Krabs, I know that you really like the Packers, but I'm sure that there was something that Greg said about your commanders that you don't love. <laughs> uh, he called them stinky, which is not very nice, but that's okay. Uh, that's a pretty good word to describe them, I would say. That's a pretty good word. We Greg, kept I love PG. We kept the PG. I appreciate it. You could probably say a lot meaner things about them. That's okay. Uh, trust me, I say way worse things about them. Don't you worry. Uh, but yes, Greg, that's my favorite play of the weekend. So you sold the shit out of it. It's going to hit. Would not be shocked to see Rodgers win this one outright and laugh at all the haters' faces because that's what this dude does week in and week out. This team always starts slow. Don't be shocked to see them win outright in Buffalo this weekend. Colby, do you think it's time to relax with the Packers, as in this is the time where they tend to go nuclear, or are you all over the Bills? Uh, I'm not on any side here because the number is too big for me, um, but I I am just such a Packers hater. Um, <laughs> the Bills have been very, very good against the run this year, um, which makes me think that the under is actually a good play because they're going to have to run the ball. Both sides are going to have to run the ball in this game. I think um, a lot of clock eating, but it's not going to be a it's not going to be a pretty game. I almost think this game is going to end thirty four seven towards the Bills or twenty three twenty towards the Packers. Both go under, but I don't know which one of those it's going to be. So, but Greg, I got to say, if you and both crabs love it this much, hard not to be on your guys' side with the Packers. Crabs, was that one of your three, or do you have an, or do you have two more? I got plenty. I got a thousand bets in my back pocket. Don't <laughs> you worry, Peter. All right, you I got love you. the card. Uh, you love the board. You know what? I do love the card. I love the board. Uh, let's go to the stinky commanders. Wow. Let's go to the stinky commanders. Uh, I know this team like the back of my hands. I've watched and cared about this team more than any human being should, uh, and it sucks. But you know what? There is one benefit of that. And that's knowing how this team plays and how they match up and how their games are probably going to go. All right. So they're playing against the Colts and they have Sam Ellinger making his debut. We're not going to talk about the spread in this one. I'm not going to talk about how weird it is to see Sam Ellinger still sitting minus three in his, in his first start against the commanders coming off of a big win against green Bay uh, where they held Aaron Rodgers to zero first downs. We're not going to talk about that and how sketchy that line is and how the Colts are probably going to win this game. We're going to talk about the total, all right? This game's going under. I could see it like it was yesterday. This is going to be an absolute punt-off is what this is going to be, okay? <laughs> ever since we benched – or sorry, ever since William Jackson's back started hurting uh, and, and he's not able to play because he's hurt – uh, our defense all those on looks, audio. <laughs> yeah, our, our there was air quotes there, ladies and gents. Yeah. Uh, our defense looks completely different uh, with Benjamin St. Just in there at corner, filling in for Will Jackson, who sucked. Uh, there's life on this defense. They're locked in. Jack Del Rio, who was about one loss away from getting canned after week two, uh, 
he's got this defense absolutely locked in. And this D-line is finally playing like a top five D-line in the NFL, debatably the best. Uh, and they're finally showing it. You know what? And their secondary is actually making some plays too. Thank God. Here's how this game is going to go. There's going to be 100 punts. Tressway masterclass from the commanders. He's going to punt the ball 10 times. And that's exactly what we want because it's going to let this game go under, get our best player out there. The dude averages the best net punt, whatever, uh, in the NFL. So terrible field position for a rookie making his first start the entire game. I could see it like it was yesterday. They're going to be pinned inside their 20 multiple times, starting drives from there. That's not a recipe for an over in a kid's first start, okay? Our defense is legit. He's going to throw at least two picks against our secondary that's buzzing these days. Uh, and we're not going to score either. Sorry, we're not. This game is going to be gross. It's going to be in the teens for both teams. 17-13, final score, Colts win. I'm in piss. I'm in tears. Colby, you sent me a terrifying text. You said, I love betting on semi-pro football. And you had the Colts and the Commanders in the same sentence. What's your read on this game? I, I'm tailing this under. I'm tailing this under for sure. But I do have another play in this game because I think I'm a believer in Sam Ellinger in this game. The Matt Ryan era is finally over. Sam Ellinger is the new gunslinger, the new sheriff in town, whatever you want to call it. But what I do like about Ellinger and why I think he can win this game is Krabs is absolutely right. The uh, Washington defensive line has been amazing. They're going to get to him. Um, they're going to have to run the ball with JT a lot. And I don't know how well JT will perform. But what I do know is Ellinger can get out of the pocket and make plays out of the pocket. Like I was saying earlier, Wilson can't do that. Ellinger actually <laughs> does perform well when he gets out of the pocket. Um, and I think a couple deep shots will be the deciding factor in this game. Um, and Indy has a top five run defense. So they're going to stop Brian Robinson. They're going to stop Indy uh, or stop Washington. Um, I think that they're going to hold Washington to under 15 points, under 14 points, however you want to slice it up. Colts minus two and a half is my play. I will tail crabs on that under though. Greg, do you think they're both sick in the head for making their best bets on this Colts commanders game where it really should be put on the laptop. Like even if you have two TVs, you just throw this one on the laptop and you don't watch it, but they are throwing it on the big TV. Craig. This is one where you hope that there would be nine games because the Octobox has to leave one <laughs> off. And this would be the one that you leave <laughs> off. With that said, I really do like the under. I just really can't take a side because the only time we've really seen Ellinger is during the preseason along with his time at Texas, which we are hoping for a little bit more out of him at Texas. I think that that goes without saying. So leaves a bit to be desired. And you've got to wonder how a guy is going to be responding in his first game. I think that Crab said it very best. I would take him to throw an interception in the spot. As a matter of fact, I think that both guys are an interception. Taylor yeah. Heineke, he's better than Carson Wentz. He's not much better than Carson Wentz. It's sort of like you've got two really bad options and you need to pick one of them. And I would go with Heineke over Carson Wentz. So he is a little bit of an upgrade, but I think that both of these defenses are going to be bearing down. It's going to be difficult for either of these teams to be able to reach 17. If I were to take a side, I would take the points with the commanders just because I think that these are two relatively bad teams to say the least. So I would just go with the underdog out of principle, but I like this under. Krabs? Uh, Greg, you have a great point, man, when you say Heineke is, is better than Wentz. And I don't know if there if he's a better quarterback than Wentz, but in our system, for some reason, he is a way better fit. Him being able to be a little more mobile, and for some reason, 
he has a way better job at just getting out of crazy situations and being actually aware in the pocket. Carson Wentz is the least aware quarterback in the pocket I've ever seen. The guy has no clue what's going on around him. Tara Heineke's got crazy spidey senses. He's out there diving for pylons, making moves. I mean, the guy can barely throw the ball across the field because he has a noodle arm, but he's got heart and he's got the spidey senses. So with our terrible O-line, he really is a better quarterback, maybe not overall, but for the commanders he is. And that's why Dan Schneider and the Manders are still the worst run organization in all of sports because they brought in a quarterback to play behind an O-line that they knew was the worst combo ever. A guy who has zero awareness with a terrible O-line. Good call, Dan Schneider. You're a genius. I honestly don't know how he made this much money. The guy is a freaking (laughs) idiot. He is an idiot and he's a jerk and he's not a good person and he should have the team ripped away from him like a freaking baby who's had too much soda. Fuck you, Dan Schneider. Let's carry on. Thank you. All right, enough talking about the Commanders and the Colts. Let's talk about an actual good team. I'm taking the Detroit Lions plus three and a half against the Miami Dolphins. Now, when you just heard me say that, you probably thought, Peter, you are donating to the books. You are, you are, what you're doing is you're putting money in an envelope, going up to the books and saying, I'd like to bet $100 on a team. And they say, what team would you like to bet on? And you say, it doesn't matter. Take my money. I'm not doing that. And I'm going to tell you why. Everyone and their mother is on the Dolphins. And for good reason, right? It's the Miami Dolphins. They're so good. They got Tyree Kill. They got Jalen Waddle. They got Tua. They got exciting players on defense. They got colorful jerseys. They're losing outright. They're losing outright this week. Maybe not. Won't matter because I have the three and a half. Dolphins are one of the most public teams, but it's not just because of public, sharp, whatever, all of that nonsense. I originally saw this line and I thought it was so weird. And then I thought, why is it so weird? Because this is the Lions Super Bowl this week, guys. This is Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Lions, fighting for his job. DeAndre Swift, back. He was practicing today as we record on Friday. He's going to be back. Amon Ross St. Brown, he is going to be back. The Dolphins, when are they so electric? When they get to play a team in the heat down in Miami. On the road, not so much. When are the Lions good? When they get to play indoors at home. Another reason why I'm not a big fan of the Cardinals this week is because you get teams in certain spots, right? Kirk Cousins at 1 p.m. against a bad team at home, he looks like Pate Prime Peyton Manning. You put him on prime time against a bad or against a good team, he looks like Carson Wentz behind the Washington Commanders O-line. That's this is a spot where the Lions at least cover this spread. I think they'll be able to move the ball a ton. I like the over. I don't love the over. I like the Lions more to cover three and a half. This is a, if you don't win, the team is almost being broken apart. So I'm willing to ride with the Lions in a make or break type game where I think the Dolphins, after that win, could possibly overlook the Lions. Lions plus three and a half. Are they better than the Commanders, though? That's the question. Uh, Krabs, I'll start with you. How you feeling about the Lions? Um, so I'll tell you right now, the Lions have a better chance of beating the Dolphins than the Yankees had against the Astros. That's for sure. Um, we know that for a low fact. Blow. Low blow. Well, Fine. you're talking. You're talking trash about my Nanders. I had to fire back. All right. We'll anyways, call it even. anyways, I love the play. <laughs> All jokes aside, I love the play. The Lions are going to win this game outright. Love it. Absolutely love it. Great job for them. Any thoughts? 
I have no disagreements here with the Detroit Lions. They've been able to show a lot of heart, obviously, and they're starting to get a little bit healthier. You could tell that when they lost the Andre Swift, the offense went a little bit off the rails. And for the Dolphins, I just still have my concerns with Tua taking those back-to-back concussions like he did a few weeks ago. It takes a long time to be able to progress through that. It's a Dolphins bunch that's starting to run the ball a little bit better, and no question this is a Lions defense that well, to call it what it is, they have completely sunk. And I do think that checking in on Xavier Howard is very big as well for the Miami Dolphins. He's one of the most shut down corners in the league, and he's been dealing with a little bit of injury. But I do think that the Lions at home, it's been a little bit grody. But I do think that this could be similar to that Eagles game where if you remember a week one, the Eagles got off to that big lead, but the Lions, they were able to cover late, keep it within a field goal. I think that this is a little bit of a textbook field goal game. Being able to get the three and a half or better, I do like the Lions. Love it. Colby, any last thoughts? The Dolphins should have lost last week to the Steelers. They really should have. <laughs> Mike McDaniel wanted to lose that game. But going back to what Greg just said about how it takes a long time to recover from those concussions, I completely agree. And beyond that, I think that there is a likelihood, or not a likelihood, but a, but a possibility here that Tua does re-injure himself. We saw last week, he was still putting his head down, tr- trying to truck guys. Like, what are you doing, man? Just take the knee, slide, please protect yourself. But he's obviously not going to do that. He's putting himself in harm's way. Um, But beyond that, yeah, I just don't like the way that Mike McDaniel has been coaching this team. He really should have lost to the Steelers. And I think the Lions are a better team than the Steelers. So, yep, I'm in it. Greg, we were talking pre-record. I know you're going to be on one side of a pick. I'm going to be on the other, but it's dependent on the number for both of us. So let's start with that game right now. Go ahead and give your pitch and I'll give the other side. But again, it's not, you know, it could end up pushing and you win and I push or something like that because it is a close one. But I think Krabs is going to be on my side too. So I'm very interested to talk about this Texans uh, Texans versus Titans game. All righty. I am going to lay the two and a half here with the Tennessee Titans. I do something called the Circuit Millions Contest, and this was one of my games I picked for that at two and a half. I'm still seeing mostly two and a halves out there. I've got eight books in front of me. Two have a three. Six have the two and a half. A lot of them have a little bit of added juice on there, so you do want to take note of that. But I really think that the Houston Texans are a team that you want it back when they're a bigger underdog. Lovey Smith has these guys playing some inspired football. And I do think that Davis Mills is starting to progress. He was someone that was a little bit unheralded coming out of the draft last season. And the Texans have been able to do a solid job with them. Also take note of Pierce in the backfield for the Texans. He's been able to do a solid job, but he's not Derek King Henry. Henry's been able to rush for 90 plus yards in three of the last four weeks. He's starting to get it going, especially with Ryan Daniel dealing with a little bit of an injury. That means that you're going to need to trust in King Henry a little bit more. And I think that he's going to be able to take off on top of that. I do think that Robert Woods is finally going to be able to break out a little bit for the Titans as well. Many people may forget while he was with the Rams, he had three straight seasons in which he had 80 plus catches. And those were all 16 game seasons. He's a underrated wide receiver. In my opinion, the Titans defense, they've allowed 22 points or fewer in all, but one of their games thus far this year, we lose sight of the Titans defense just because few years ago, they were just complete and utter trash. They've really been able to upgrade there. And I just don't think that the Texans are going to be able to do a solid job of moving the ball against this Titans team, which is why even with the Ryan Tannehill injury, I'm going to lay the two and a half though. We're sort of in agreement when this line gets to three, that's where the value gets taken out. So if you like the Titans, you want to be checking in on Tannehill's status because if he goes, this probably goes to three plus. If he doesn't go, you're going to be able to get a better number. That's exactly. I am going to be on the Texans plus three. I got him at plus three at minus 115. 
And a, a lot of the reasons why I like the Texans here is because first it's a divisional game and these games are always closer than you like to might think Titans were way better than they were last year than they are this year. And both of those games, Titans or Texans won the game outright. And then they lost by three. This Texans team is not very good, but you are able to run the ball on this Titans team. While the Titans have an above average run defense, it's not a great run defense, especially here with the Texans at home. I think this is a field goal game at most. And, you know, it seems like, again, this is one of those crazy, crazy lines that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I think it really is dependent on Tannehill's health. He didn't really practice. He is going to be questionable moving into this game. I love the Texans if he doesn't play. But even if he does play, he's going to be playing banged up, which ultimately could give us some value on this plus three. I really, really like the Texans plus three. That is one of my favorite bets of the weekend. Crabs, Colby, we kind of gave both sides. Crabs, I'll start with you. What side do you lean on? Um. Okay, so I'm going to analyze this real quick as if um, Tannehill is going to play. Tennessee minus two and a half. Bets like that. Vegas doesn't look the way it does with bets like that hit it. That's just simple facts. Uh, now, if he's not playing this week uh, and and they're minus two and a half still, I'm going to absolutely hammer the Titans uh, with their rookie quarterback making a debut because that line would make negative sense. But if Tannehill's playing and they're sitting at minus two and a half, that's going to end up being probably the biggest bait, uh, the biggest fishy, stinky line on the fucking sheets. Hence why there's, you know, 89% of bets and 80% of handle already on the Titans spread and 83% of bets and 91% of handle on the Titans ML. It's the most heavily bet spread and ML already this week. Uh, and if this ends up being a Tannehill game and this is where the line sits, I'm taking the Texans. I love them with you, Pete. Maybe my favorite play right up there with the Packers. This line not, reeks, dude. It reeks. Reeks. And it's another, it's a, it's what they call a sandwich spot, right? Titans played the Colts last week. Then they have a look ahead to the Chiefs the following week. I think they're going to overlook the lowly Texans who everyone thinks they suck. And they do kind of suck. But uh, this is also an, sucks. This is another score. thing for me. I'm one and zero tailing the Texans this year. I've taken them once. I like them in specific spots, and this is another spot I'm in. But Greg, I also will admit I am the ultimate Titans hater. I'm on their under win total on the season. I Sorry. do not think that they are good at all. I don't know how they're leading the division. I give all credit to Mike Vrabel and. To be honest, I give none to the players. I don't think that any of them are all that good except for King Henry when he gets going, but I still think that Derrick Henry is a very inefficient running back at this stage of his career. Colby, where do you land on this game? There are three good football teams in this league. I, don't, I really don't think there are many good football teams in the NFL right now, and <laughs> the Titans are 4-2. and two. There's a, The Titans are 4-2. and two. Let's just say that again. The Titans they're are terrible, but they're great. And they're I don't know. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> the Texans should have at least another win or two on their win total. I don't know. Th this this game is super tough, especially with Tannehill's injury. Um, I will say if, if Tannehill doesn't go, I disagree with Krabs. Malik Willis in a debut is going to throw three interceptions, just like we saw Pickett. Like, and that's not a that's not a that's not to say that Malik Willis won't be a good quarterback down the line. I think he does have a plenty of talent. I think he's a smart quarterback. Um, but Kenny Pickett came in 
in his debut and threw what three or four interceptions um, and just looked kind of lost out there. It's really tough to come in on short notice and win a football game. So I do like the Texans in this spot, just knowing that Tannehill either is banged up or might not go. Greg, any, any last words on that one before we move to crabs and then Colby for their final picks? I think taking a look at the way this, that this line just moves in general is very important. And obviously taking a look at whether or not Ryan Tano plays as well. So there's a lot that's layered to it, but ultimately with the Houston Texans, this is a team that I'm going to be very willing to trust towards back half the season when they're getting bigger numbers. I just need more than a two and a half to be able to back this team as an underdog though. I think they're going to win crabs. What's your last favorite pick? Um, Yeah, let me, let's go to London. Why not us? Somebody's got to do it. Uh, I know you guys aren't. Nobody wants to touch this game. Uh, I'll do it for you guys. Don't worry. Okay. Don't you worry. I had a tough time picking between which bet I liked better in this one. I think I have a great angle on this game. Better than yours, Peter. I know that for a fact. Uh, Give me the over in this game. Look at these teams. Denver can't score. Russell Wilson is doing high knees down the aisle on the airplane. He can barely move. Oh, look at Colby. There he goes. He's literally high knee and he's high stepping. Uh, he's doing jumping jacks. He's doing some of these. He's doing some of those. Uh, Russell Wilson, number one, he's the weirdest person that I've ever seen walk this earth after this past two weeks, all the stuff we've heard about him. Uh, that being said, just like the Cardinals, these guys are humans and they hear the chirps. Russell Wilson has been getting dragged more than he has in his entire life. This is Russell Wilson, okay? He's going to get this offense in check. Nathaniel Hackett, if he loses this game, is about to get fired when he gets home. I'm not even kidding. That's actual reports going around the team. He's getting canned if they don't win this game. I almost went with the Broncos, and I do think they win this game and cover. I like the over, all right? It's disgusting. It went down to like 38, 39-ish, and it slowly started to creep up as we hit the weekend, which is really weird because there's no bets on the over. It makes no sense. It's starting to creep up. The Jags are going to run the living shit out of the ball, and they're going to score. ETN is going to tweak, and the Broncos are going to fucking feast on a Jags defense that's been gasping for air the last couple weeks, and they're drowning in piss. This game's soaring over. The total keeps climbing. I grab this right now. Get it while it's hot. You're going to wake up to coin. Turn your t- I know you guys aren't waking up at 9 a.m., whoever's listening to this. You'll turn That's your TV end. on for the fourth quarter. Right, well. You're going to see 30 points from both teams, and you're going to look at your fucking bank account or your sports book, and you're going to be rich. Take the over. Wake up to coins before the real game starts. Broncos win, but I'm more confident in the over. Trevor Lawrence is going to put up some points. ETN. Breakout game with him having the backfield by himself and Russell Wilson, when everyone's acting like the guy has no arms, he does he's gonna go out there. He's already loose. He's already been stretching all week. He's been stretching <laughs> on the plane. He's not gonna get hurt. He's already loose. He's gonna bring the coins home. They're gonna score. You're gonna see both these offenses. You're gonna see the Jags offense look like it did in the first couple weeks. And you're gonna finally see the Broncos offense look like it's supposed to against a Jags defense that's drowning in pests. Give me the over. Colby, you well, the Jags have a full condo in your head. I think for the first six weeks when we've been texting, you have been either on the Jags or against the Jags. 
I couldn't think of a better person besides anyone living in Jacksonville to give us a read on what you think for this London game than you. My third pick is under 40 and a half. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Are you serious? Let's that, hear that's it. Serious. Let's hear it. Cash it out. That's a loser. Don't waste people's time. <laughs> Let's hear it. Pick another one. That shit ain't and, and here's the thing. I had a whole script written up about crabs and waking up. I was going to quote him waking up to a winner. KBO play does the KBO sure. plays. He wakes up sure. to winners. And here he goes. And we're on opposite sides. And you know what you do I with that script? Do... You take that script. You rip it in half. Oh. See a script. Bye-bye. You don't even need All it right. anymore. I, I'm just going to hit this one quick because crabs really did go in depth on it. I'm going to say I'm going to disagree because like Peter said, I have been all over this, this Jaguars team all year. I've watched a lot of Jaguars football this year, it sucks. which has been sucks. really gross, really <laughs> brutal. Gross. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence looks like the best football player on the planet. Sometimes about 15% of the time and of the rest 85% of the time he makes careless mistakes. This Jaguars team as a whole makes careless mistakes on the offensive side of the ball defensive side of the ball they they have been pretty solid they really have been solid and we know that the broncos can't move the ball russ coming off an injury a week off i don't care if he's stretching on the plane or if he's doing jumping jacks or whatever the hell that guy is doing in his mind he is not going to play well 9 a.m in london or wherever they are who where are they london where is this game is it london yeah it's or or germany or russia i don't know yeah i don't know somewhere across the ocean stadium yeah, the, simply put, the Jaguars are going to make a lot of careless mistakes on offense. The Broncos have a top three defense in football. I see them shutting down ETN. Um, I think ETN will get tired by the second half in really his coming out party of like 20 plus carries. Um, so, yeah, I'm going under on this one. Don't overthink it. Yeah, I um I said myself, I'm like, I'm done watching games where Russell Wilson is in unless it's on primetime and I have to bet on it. Um, so I will not be putting a singular dollar, especially if you guys are apart from each other. What I will say is Colby versus Javon last week, they were on the opposite sides of an over under Colby won that one outright. So crabs, either that system is going to continue to work or that was a fluke. And I'm not exactly sure. Cra- or Greg, what side do you lay on of this horrific game in another country? I guess I'm going to have to be the tiebreaker here. And I sort of like the over. I don't know why I like the over, but (laughs) the reason why is that Trevor Lawrence has had moments of brilliance. I mean, you go back to that Chargers game. He looked absolutely amazing in that spot. And this is a Broncos defense that I think that attrition is starting to build up for them because they have been out there on the field time and time and time again. And I do think that the week off for Russell Wilson probably helped him out a little bit. And this is a Jaguars defense that if ironically enough, got Josh Allen on the other side, who's been good for them in recent years. But I do think that there are some holes in that defense to be exploited as well. On top of that, when Melvin Gordon isn't fumbling, he's a solid running back. The fumbles have really hurt the scene, but even when he does fumble, we saw it in that Vegas Raiders game, the really blown over that we've seen for the Broncos scoop and score. So you're able to get points somehow, some way out of Gordon, whether it be for his team, whether it be for the other team. I cannot bag the Broncos because you mentioned that Nathaniel Hackett might get fired if he loses this game. That might honestly be more incentive for the Broncos to lose this game. So that might actually be a 
a little bit of a negative for this team, but I mean, that he's the worst coach I've ever seen that isn't named Urban Meyer. It's been absolutely atrocious what we have seen out of him. But that said, if I have to pick on this total, I'd be looking at the over. Underrated bad coach, Todd Bowles on the Bucks. Yeah, well, he's a great defensive coordinator. He's not a good head coach. Agreed. Um, Just like uh, the guy in Dallas uh, when he was the Falcons coach, Dan Quinn, another elite DC, terrible head coach. Happens. Happens. Um, So we've talked about most of the games. We all have our spread totals. You guys heard them all. Um, we're gonna it's prop time and what we're gonna do is you know there's probably not gonna be a ton of back and forth here we're just kind of go, gonna go through our props but make sure you use these on prize picks the best lines use code just baseball or code just gridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match i'll go first then greg then crabs and colby will end it my favorite prop and as you guys know, my favorite bet of the weekend is the Cowboys by 75,000 points over the Bears. And I was looking into some of these props, and I was like, should I take Dak over passing yards? No, because I feel like they're going to get up so quick, and then they're just going to run the ball. Should I take Justin Fields under passing yards? I'm like, no, he's probably going to have to throw when he's down a, a trillion points. Who should I touch? I was like, do I want to take Montgomery? No, but this is what I landed on, and now I love it. I was looking at Dave Montgomery. Because I was thinking about his rushing yards. What I realized is he is very particular in the receiving game. When the Bears are winning, he does not touch the ball as a receiver. It's zeros. It's blanks. Similar to last week when he faced the Patriots. Blanks. When they're down or when they're trailing and they have to come back, that's when Justin Fields sometimes hits David Montgomery in the flat. And we have his receiving yards prop set at seven and a half with how I think that this Cowboys game is going to go, that the Cowboys are going to stomp all over them, that you're going to have Micah Parsons as a spy on Justin Fields, that it's going to be five, six dump offs. Maybe not that many. Maybe I'm over exaggerating here, but I do think that there will be at least two dump offs, which has been proven in every single game that the bears are getting boat raced. So I'm going David Montgomery over seven and a half receiving yards. I love it. Greg, what's your favorite prop? We are going to go to the 49ers versus a Rams game. I'm a little bit surprised that nobody brought this one up. The San Francisco 49ers have completely owned Mr. Sean McVay. They have won six out of last seven in the regular season, covering all of those games. And a big reason why Jimmy G doesn't hurt himself. I'm right now seeing this on DraftKings. Jimmy G to throw an interception over a half an interception, minus 155. The under is plus 120. Last time these two teams matched up, Jimmy G, clean sheet. You now have Christian McCaffrey in the fold. That should mean that they're going to run the ball even more. You've got Debo Samuel and you've got Christian McCaffrey. You know what that means? Bunch of safe passes. You're not going to need Jimmy G to go out there, gun the ball down the field. You're getting plus 120 on Jimmy G to not throw an interception. Recognize that this has been a good Rams defense, but I think that there's going to be a lot of safe passes. Jimmy G is going to keep it to where he doesn't turn the ball over. No interception, plus 120. Jimmy G is my prop. How can you hate that? What I know as a Rams fan is 100 million percent of the public is on the 49ers, and we have reverse line movement, and this is one where the public eats scrubs. We're, we're, we're yeah. not going to win this football game. Like, if we do, I view it as a shocking upset. 
I, I think you guys do win, to be honest with you. It's amazing. Uh, Great. The, but we the are narrative. The narrative we all know is is that the 49ers own Sean McVay and the Rams. But right? they do. They and, do and the, though. And and the 49ers just got Christian McCaffrey and there's their Super Bowl odds tanked. And uh, you know, the Rams look terrible, right? The Rams are three and three, right? Well, then why the heck are the 49ers minus one? I, I don't I don't get it. They're uh, always they're begging, close, though. They're begging they're always you. close. I, I need you. I need you to hear me out here. They're begging okay. you to take the 49ers here. I was talking with my buddies about this the other day. We all think the 49ers are way better than they actually are. And I'm the main culprit of this. Go back and look at some of their losses, dude. Okay, they got routed by the Chiefs. That's fine. We don't have to count that. But they were plus one in that game. And they lost by over 20. All right, but we don't have to count that. That's the Chiefs. They lost to the Falcons by two touchdowns. That's embarrassing. They lost to the Denver Broncos, who don't even know how to freaking score. And then they <laughs> lost. They lost to the. Uh, they had another terrible loss too. Uh, hold on one second. I'm trying to find it. Bears. They had. They lost to the Bears early in the season by nine, when the Bears couldn't even figure out how to score it, getting in the end zone. And and score a touchdown. So it's 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 ridiculous. We all think we all want the 49ers to be really good and cool. They're not even that good. And I fell for it too. I just locked them in as a Super Bowl future right before the odds all moved on DK. And I felt like a genius. And then I watched the game last week and I knew I just walked into the biggest sharp trap of all time. The Rams win this game. Uh, and I think it's really weird that Jimmy G's odds to throw a pick. Or minus one fifty five, Greg. Is that what you said they're at? Minus yep, 155? minus one fifty five. That's so juiced. I'm I'm shocked because we know Jimmy G is not going to throw the ball more than ten yards in that game. Anyways, yep. my prop full circle. Sorry, I needed to get that out. Uh, full circle. My prop is also an intercept interceptions prop, which is pretty cool. What are the odds of that? Uh, I like Kyler Murray to not throw an interception. Surprised that he's up on Prize Picks. With all the young kids using this app, everyone's going to be taking them to throw a pick because they don't actually like to look at real football reasonings or statistics. They're going to say, oh, Modern Warfare dropped this week. Kyler Murray's going to throw a pick. And all those kids are going to lose money. And I'm going to be sitting on a pile of money because Kyler Murray's not throwing a pick. Under half a pick. Don't know what the odds are on the books. Don't care. Probably somewhere around even. He's not throwing a freaking pick. He's going to look like even Patrick at Mahomes. Yep. What a guess. Uh He's not going to throw a pick. He's going to look like Patrick Mahomes. I have no idea. Colby, what's your favorite part? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, what if he actually is playing Modern Warfare 2? That's the thing. He might be. I mean, Rust. I said he was 100% going to play last week. Remember he that map? Play. Rust. Remember that map? Rust. Great map. Yes. Great map. Kyler mm-hmm. loves that map. I want to play it. Shit. I might you have know to what Kirk's it. not doing? Playing Call of Duty. He's probably sitting down and eating unseasoned turkey, getting ready for for Monday night. For his, he's like, this is where I shine. Nobody's gonna watch our game. I just get to throw to Justin Jefferson against the worst secondary. The Cardinals are a horrible football team. Craps. Oh, we'll continue. Colby, your favorite prop, and then we'll say goodbye. <laughs> One p.m. Kirk Cousins. All right, I got. CD Lamb over 15 and a half fantasy score. He has not gone over this number in three straight weeks. Love it. He's a much better wide receiver with Dak under center. And he has not caught many touchdowns this year. He only caught six last year, but he's only caught two this year. He hasn't caught one in those three weeks that I mentioned. Um, so I think he bounces back this week. I think he goes 
you know, six for a hundred and he might go over without a touchdown, but I think he, he does catch a touchdown and save you that way too. Phenomenal. Just a quick recap and then we'll say goodbye. I am on the Texans plus three. I'm on the Cowboys minus nine and a half minus 10. Don't care if it goes up 10 and a half, bet that too. I'll probably go 14 and a half. And then I will also be on the Detroit lions plus three and a half. Greg, Quick recap, Crabs, and then Colby. I'm also on David Montgomery over seven and a half receiving yards. We've got the Seahawks laying three, the Packers catching 11, Titans laying two and a half points, and then Jimmy G to not throw an interception at plus money. Phenomenal. Crabs? I've got the Cardinals at plus three and a half. Go ahead and pair that with the Kyler Murray under a pick. He's going to look like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> We've got the over in England. You guys can wake up to a really fun, exciting game and coins. Uh, we've got the under in Washington, Indianapolis. Do not turn this game on. Uh, we're 48, 37 and three this season in NFL, 57%. Let's continue to roll. All right. Why not us? Colby? Why not us? I don't understand how the NFL's viewership numbers are so good when every team is actually not good, but I digress. I'm on the Patriots minus two and a half, as well as Patriots money line minus 135. I'm on the Colts minus two and a half. I think I'm going to take... That under as well with Crabs, I do like that under. I'm also on the under 40 and a half Jaguars Broncos. Crabs is on the over, but, you know, what does anybody know, right? We have sure. two duels. We have the Texans-Titans duel, and we have the total in London. Both riveting games. Remember to use code just baseball or code just gridiron when you download prize picks in order to get that full instant deposit batch. But we have to remember that everything you heard wasn't gambling advice.